Okay, wait a second. Uh, the entire format for for this um, platform has changed. Okay, so um, it's been a long time since I have updated this this uh, podcast, and the reason is because it is not allowed to discuss the um, the legal aspects of what's been going on. So, anyways, tonight, what what, what happened to me was. I've, I'm in a lot of pain. I fell on the side of the road because a car came too close to me when I was riding my bike and my I bruised my rib and it hurts like hell. So I'm, you know, basically half naked in the, in the uh, shed that the landlord has forced me to move out of. And so I called in for a meeting, you know, for, it wasn't Depressed Anonymous, it was some kind of 12-step Christian-based meeting. I was listening to them, and then the landlord comes walking by, because he has been monitoring me by some kind of video device or something, because he doesn't come by when this shit doesn't happen. He only comes by when there's voice or some kind of something going on. And that's disturbing to me. That's, you know, fuck him. Anyways, he walked by. I, w- I was half naked. You know, I had my, I didn't have a shirt on. I had pants on. I had shorts on or whatever it is. But what the fuck? Why do I have to even think about such things with my landlord when he should be According to our, uh, you know, signed, and uh, the, uh, the the judge has certified that he is supposed to be, you know, acknowledging my rights as a as a what? What am I? I'm, I'm not a, a, I'm not a couch surfer. I'm not, uh, I haven't, I'm not an overstaying house guest. I'm a fucking, um, ouch. What am I? Okay. I'm a, I'm a, what the fuck am I? The whole time, I've I've simply been one of his... What is it? I can't even think of what it is. I'm so pushed out of shape, I can't even think about what it is. I I am basically... He's a landlord, and I am a fucking uh, not not even a codependent as much as 
what are the rights in California law? A landlord versus a what? I can't even what well, you think about what that is. A landlord versus a Why can't I think of my own rights? There's something wrong here. I have the rights as a tenant, a landlord versus a tenant. I am a tenant, okay? Landlord versus a tenant. It took me this long to come up with my own rights. I know that I'm codependent and this, this doesn't work for me. I'm not very good at coming up with my own rights and all that and fighting for my own rights. But I am, I'm, I'm a fucking, you know, tenant. And I was a tenant the moment I moved in. I'm, I've been a tenant for three fucking years, for four years now. And I will, I, I am a tenant. I have tenant rights in this society. All right. I know I can't think of it. That's just because of where I'm at emotionally at this time it doesn't make a lot of sense but i'm processing it like the way i did when i was younger when i when when i was a child and my dad mistreated me and i didn't have any fucking rights as a child what the fuck rights do you have as a child when your dad mistreats you and he provides every you know your your home your your shelter and all the, the you know your food he just doesn't provide food very good. He doesn't provide shelter very well. He doesn't provide any of the shit very well. And then he criticizes you because you're not kissing his ass enough. Okay? That that's the that's how I grew up. And so yeah, I'm not a very good ass kisser when it comes to, you know, okay, great, you gave me, you know, free free you know, rights to live here and that kind of stuff. It still doesn't mean shit when it comes to the rights in society. The society gives me rights. And I'm going to exercise those rights. And you send your fucking dog down to, you know, viciously attack me? Fuck that. I have rights. I have rights outside of even the dog attacking me. You know, even the shit where he says, I don't have rights. You know, I have him recorded saying he that I don't have rights. Fuck him. I do have rights. I'm a fucking American citizen, so fuck that. I have fucking rights. Fuck him and fuck that. You know, I have fucking rights. And, and he can just go fucking... I don't know what the fuck people do when they fucking can't deal with the fact that they, they, they're... they're Impression of the rights that they're the, the lack of rights they're trying to impose on people, right? right? You know, like in the South when they're trying to impose the lack of rights on black people. You know, Brother Ron should be really fucking identify with this, but he doesn't because he's friends with this guy. So that's it, that's the end of that story. All right. Okay, look. The fact that it took me so long to come up 
between the time where I thought about the rights that were not being accorded from somebody who came from a different fucking culture and told me I didn't have rights, and the time where I was saying, oh, I'm going to assert my rights as an American citizen, that time is significant because that time for your average American citizen should be about one second or less than one second. And for me, it was, you can, you can hear it in the recording. It was dozens of those seconds. So what the fuck? How is it that an American citizen has thought that it takes this long to assert his own fucking rights in his own fucking country. What the fuck is going on? It doesn't make fucking sense. Okay? That, that, that makes no sense to me. Somebody coming from another fucking country telling me that because they bought some fucking piece of land that now all of a sudden you don't have fucking rights in your own fucking country. Okay, now you belong to me or, you know, you're going to have to do what I tell you because uh, you live on my land. What the fuck? I mean, Brother Ron should be just screaming right now about how that, how horrible that is. But he isn't. He, he won't. He's a fucking, what the fuck is this? Okay, what what the fuck is it that a first person like Brother Ron, who rises up through the fucking you know time of people you know, sending dogs at them and telling them they don't have fucking rights, and then another person coming up and saying, "Well, I bought this land, you don't have rights, so I'm sending my dog after you." Okay. What the fuck? How does a fucking guy like that just fucking get into leadership position in any kind of fucking position at all in church at all? Any kind. Any. Anywhere. I don't fucking get it. And, and where does he get off saying, you know, signing a fucking document in a legal thing? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I don't fucking get it. I, I honestly don't. All right, so I um, logged on to a Christ-centered network Monday night thing, and uh, the sponsor of the, the message tonight, he was he was he was fucking yelling. Okay, he was yelling about whatever it was he was yelling, and I cannot. I. I what I've noticed is once a person, once a pastor or a person in authority starts to yell, I no longer listen. That, that's it. I turn off. And I honestly have no idea what this person was saying anymore because he was yelling. And... This is something that I have noticed about myself in the past. Uh, I just turn off when a person is yelling, whether it's my nice guy pastor or the pastor at the church, you know, at um, Trinity or 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 the church in um, Palo Alto 
or the church that I went to before that or the church I went to before that, okay? When the, when these guys yell, once they start get going past, here's what I have to say, and now I'm going to fucking yell, I'm going to say this so loud, okay, you know, I'm going to fucking talk about this. They don't say fucking, I get it. But they talk about it in a very vehement voice, and I was raised in a vehement voice. And I fucking turn off at that point. I, I, I go into survival mode. I don't know what the fucking mode is. But as soon as there's a vehement voice, it's pure religion. I, I have no fucking... I have... I, I don't want any fucking religion at all, okay? I think Jesus wants people to be religion-free himself. He is, is not a religionist. So, when it comes to this religion bullshit, I think he is right there with us, and he's about to say, fuck that, you don't have to listen to this bullshit, fuck it. Uh, go and turn over those tables. Okay, go for it. Okay? That's the way I think that Jesus looks at it. I don't know what else to say about that shit. Because the vast majority of anything, most that you break it down, it cannot be verified historically or even in scripture what the person is saying. Scripture is different than what can be verified historically, okay? Historical verification is, I can run my fucking fingers across it, and I can say, yeah, um, Erastus really was the, um, What, uh, Romans 16, 23, 16, 32, I don't really know what it is. Uh, the, the, he was the, what was Erastus? I don't know, but you can run your fingers across it, okay? All this stuff that people say and they get really vehement about, vehement, vehement, vehement! I am so fucking vehement about this fucking shit, okay? Yeah, they're vehement, but it doesn't mean they're right. I was raised in vehemence, and my dad wasn't right. My mom wasn't right. Nobody was fucking right. They weren't right. Fuck it. Nobody's fucking right. You're probably, once you're vehement, you're not even fucking right. The, you know, Christ was extremely vehement when he was to overturning the tables. Was he right? Yeah, because they didn't even accuse him of that when he went when he went up, uh, up against his enemies, and they were going to accuse him of all kinds of shit. So he was right. He was very vehement. That's my model. The, the model of people that have been really vehement in my life, and the fact is, they haven't been right. Fuck them. Okay? 
I, I gotta get to the point where I can say, hey, fuck this. This is bullshit. It ain't right. You, you can be as vehement as you fucking want, okay? Fuck you. I am just as vehement as you. Fuck you, okay? Fuck that. I'll point a gun at you. I'll, I'll stick a knife in your throat or whatever the fuck it is that, that denotes vehemence, okay? Okay, vehemence against vehemence, we're just as vehement as you are, so fuck you, so fuck that, okay, you're vehement, we're vehement, fuck you. I don't seem to get it. At the end of being vehement is what really results as the truth. When a person comes at you with a sword and says, something, they still have to acknowledge that things took place. And they say, um, Christopher Columbus was an evil person. They still have to acknowledge that he, that Christopher Columbus crossed the whole fucking ocean and took people back and did all kinds of stuff. That nobody else had ever done, okay? That was Christopher Columbus. That's what he did. He they acknowledged that you have to acknowledge that he did that in order to say that he was an evil person. You have to acknowledge that 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 Christ did certain things in order to call him an evil person. Same thing with uh, Charlemagne, right? I, I I don't know that much about Charlemagne. But he was crowned. He was crowned by the Roman, well, the fucking Roman emperor. You know, the, he was crowned as Roman emperor by the Pope. Okay, in the year eight hundred on Christmas Day. What happened? So you got Christopher Columbus, you got Charlemagne, you got Christ. Who, who are the other C's in, in history? Okay, I just had a, an insight. Okay. Um... Oh, fuck. I'm running out of battery. I can't talk as cleanly as I would like. I would have preferred to just carry this uh, observation all the way down. But what happened is it's Tuesday night. It's time to take the trash out. So I took the trash out. In order to avoid my fucking landlord, so I took the trash down, you know, a quarter mile to the trash instead of just, you know, a uh, uh, hundred yards to normally where the, where I would bring the trash it's because I didn't want him looking through my trash. And it's cold, and it's dark, and it's late, and I, and I walk down the fucking flag, uh, 
pull part of his uh, uh, property because he has a flag property. Okay, you know, I'm gonna walk past the dogs barking at me and the ants crawling all over me because they went through the trash and. And I was fucking whiny. Okay, yeah, I get it. I'm whiny. So, what I am is a combination of the last surviving person in the previous generation, which is my Aunt Laura Lee. Okay. She survived past my mother, past Uncle Bob, past all the others in her generation. The thing about her is she was a she she is a hypochondriac and she's just fucking whiny and whiny and whiny about all the shit that she is going through and she wants you to hear about it and I don't want to be that whiny guy except that fuck all the fucking ants all over me you know fucking rats living near me and fucking landlord being an asshole and all that shit. Yeah, I want do want you to hear about that shit, okay? I'm like Aunt Laura Lee and Uncle Eric. I'm like Uncle Eric, who was her brother, and he was like a stoic, or he was an asshole, or I don't know what people want to say about him. Mostly, he was just an asshole. Okay? I didn't want to grow up to be Uncle Eric. I didn't want to grow up to be Aunt uh, Laura Lee. I wanted to grow up to be, you know, just leave me alone. Let me have my own fucking life. Okay? And I think that's what stoic stoicism is about. I have uh, come into uh, later in life, much, much later in my life, after I have become a Christian, I have decided that being a Stoic, being Stoic, you know, going after Stoicism is the right path. Christian Stoicism is about as good as it gets for a person, you know, about for what you can expect in life and how to t how to teach your children it's like being a fucking viking okay yeah okay vikings are cool and uh you, you know going to the next generation it doesn't really translate all that well um but stoicism in christianity could translate well across generations And the basics for that is, yeah, you have your feelings, but don't, don't express them. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about me and my, my experiences with, uh, Tammy, my experiences with, uh, Tim, you know, having molested her, my experiences with my family growing up and my dad being an asshole. They don't want to fucking hear about it. 
They don't want to hear about, you know, uh, the lake or planet Earth. They don't want to hear about, they they really don't want to hear about a lot of shit. Mostly, they, they just tune you out. So, since people are going to tune you out, you have to live a life knowing that people are going to tune you out. I had no fucking idea people were going to tune me out over Christianity, over um, the lake around, you know, uh, over Bible prophecy stuff, over uh, I, I kind of knew they would tune me out over um, molestation, my brother being a molester. I knew that. I had nowhere fucking to go, okay? What the fuck? How do you develop a fucking um, philosophy based on, you know, you have to start with that people aren't going to fucking listen to you. They don't want to hear it. It's too fucking, you know, uh, unbelievable that your son is a fucking uh, pedophile, okay? But you go to fucking, uh, you know, pedophile, whatever, you know, on online, you're going to find my brother, okay? So what the fuck? How do you fucking develop a fucking philosophy towards all this bullshit? <laughs> It doesn't fucking make sense. None of it does. I thought Christianity did make sense, and there's there's elements of truth in Christianity, but nobody, almost nobody in Christianity embraces those elements of truth. Because most of the people in Christianity are people who are raised Christian. And, and they can't seem to, to bring the, gen, the message to the next generation to people who were not raised Christian. You have, the entire message of Christianity isn't about being raised Christian. It's about getting it to the next generation of people who were not fucking raised Christian, okay? That that That's why the 12 steps took off. That's why whatever is going to happen with Christianity is the next generation is going to be about getting the message to other people who were not raised, like you fucking assholes. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, that was just me walking my fucking, uh, <sighs> shit, ow, okay, first of all, I'm still in pain because I, I fell off my bike and I hit the fucking ground and I have a bruised rib, okay, no matter what the fuck is going on, I still have a bruised fucking rib and it hurts and I can't even fucking breathe, okay? And then 
I gotta go out and I gotta put the fucking trash out. Okay, okay, that's fine. Because you should be able to, you should do the trash, okay, right? And the trash is already all the way down the fucking street, all the way down the flagpole line, okay? So it's a quarter mile just to turn out the fucking trash. And you have to turn out, I have to turn out the trash so in such a manner because my, my fucking landlord is going to look through my fucking trash. Well, fuck him. Okay, what the fuck? There's fucking lock. A lack of uh, privacy here. Okay, so I walk down the fucking flagpole line, a quarter mile, dump the trash. It's cold. I can't walk straight because it's at night and it, I can't see. And uh, the dog is fucking barking at me from the other property. And it hurts just every other step to walk because I still am in pain. And what the fuck? I'm I'm thinking about Aunt Laura Lee, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of whiny. Yeah, I get it. I'm whiny. Like her. She's a hypochondriac. The problem, the weird thing with her is she was a hypochondriac. She kept complaining about shit that, uh, you know, she was suffering from that she wasn't suffering from. And then... She got, you know, diabetes and whatever else. And now she really is suffering from real shit. Okay? And nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear your negative shit. Nobody wants to hear you suffering. So... You know, the stoic thing is to say, don't even bother telling them since they don't want to hear it. Where I'm at is where I want to go and where is develop the philosophy of what is healthy for a person. Is it healthy to express that you're in pain, that you're suffering? Okay. All these black Black Lives Matters guys that are are doing their they're, they're burning shit down, they're looting. Is it healthy? No, it's not fucking healthy. But they still they they do have some kind of grievance, and how do you express the grievance? You know. When I was a child and I expressed the grievance, nobody was fucking nobody fucking cared, nobody fucking listening. And when the cops came here and I and I told them about, you know, we had a civil dispute, obviously, between me and my landlord. And when I tried to show them that it could have been illegal, you know, this could be criminal. I had video evidence. I pr- tried to show them the videos of the dog. Not out of three cops, not one of them looked at the video evidence not a single one so nobody fucking cares if nobody fucking cares and you're being mistreated then you know it it makes sense that people are under those conditions that 
you know, people are going to lash out. That's how I felt. That's how I feel. Um, Aunt Laura Lee versus Uncle Eric. Uncle Eric was not a stoic. He was an asshole and a whiner, and he kept, he whined about his own feelings. Even though, he, you know, he was no stoic. So Aunt Laura Lee is more to the point. She, you know, that she has what she feels and she expresses those feelings. And uh, people don't want to hear it. I get it. But she has survived it and she continues to express it. Uncle Eric... What? Was he embracing Stoicism? I don't know. Okay? When, when it gets to the point where you are not expressing feelings that you have... <sighs> yeah, Uncle Eric wasn't like that. Uh, you're... Stoicism is about not expressing shit that's going on because people don't want to hear it. So it's a secondary, second level of processing your emotions where, you know, you know people don't want to hear this shit, so you don't do it. It's like dogs are very stoic. Dogs have a very second level uh, way of processing their emotions. Why can't humans access this and be more like a dog? Okay, oh, I'm a dog. I'm not going to express these negative emotions. Fuck everybody. Fuck this. Fuck that. Nope. Not going to express it. Okay, people want us to act more like dogs. My dad wanted his children to act like fucking pets. The problem with being raised as a pet is you don't know you're a pet. First of all, you're a human fucking being. You have far more rights than a than a dog or a pet. And you shouldn't even be raised as a fucking pet. And not, you know, rich people, they, they like to have their pets. They got their dogs. Yeah, like the owner here. They got their cats. Okay, yeah, like the owner here. They got chickens. Okay, yeah. Like the owner here. And they want humans as pets. They, they want... That's what's the latest fad in and all this bullshit is rich people have humans as pets. This is horrible. This is ugly. This, you know, fuck that. And uh, if you're, if you are a human pet... 
I don't know. I don't know what to say because I've been there. I've done it. I'm living here right now as as a person who appear, appears to be treated like a pet. Okay, I, I have no duties. He didn't want me to do anything. He just wanted me to be there so he could mistreat me. That's bullshit. I'd rather pay fucking rent. I really would, would. and uh, and I did. The only reason why I moved here was because I thought the rent would be lower. Okay, and it turned out to be zero because he wanted me as a pet. He didn't tell me, and I and I didn't figure it out. So, nah. What the fuck? What are you supposed to do? When you move into a situation and the rent is lower than you thought, but but it, it means you're going to be treated like a fucking pet. Oh, I don't know what the fuck. It, it's bullshit. You put up with me. What I did was I put up with it for as long as I did. And reality is, I put up with it until he got tired of me. And he tried to, he's trying to kick me out. Because he said, you know, the time is up. And, uh. And we're in the middle of coronavirus. And, uh. He's basically kicking out a homeless person during coronavirus. That's that's how fed up he is with me. Fuck. I don't know how to fucking deal with that. That, that means I am so hard to deal with that even though I'm taking up space that, that nobody else took up, that, that basically I live in somebody's storage environment, their storage area, okay? And they don't even want me to be there in the storage area because I'm too fucking. What, I, I drive them crazy too much, or whatever the fuck it is. I, I can't even hide enough to be a storage person, to be a storage elf, okay? It is bullshit. Humans have more rights than, than that. You told me I didn't have rights. And that's when I got pissed off. I, I didn't have rights, yeah. That that part's on tape. Anyways, I still got my the right side of me is damaged. I'm I I fell off my bike and I, and. I think I have internal injuries. I'm not bleeding at least, but I can I can't breathe very well. 
my right side just doesn't feel right in a lot of pain and I can't even take a full breath and for three days I couldn't even keep food down because it was affecting my my hiatal hernia I guess we would call it um but I but now I can I can eat and I can drink so I don't feel like I need to go to the fucking uh, emergency room but it was getting that way I almost got so dehydrated I needed to go very very close very close and I haven't been to the doctor in a decade and that's what it almost came to oh fuck it still hurts I, I don't know how to fucking process all this shit When Peter stepped out onto the water, that really wasn't the signal of a new religion. Stepping out on the water isn't isn't the religion. The religion is someone more like Thomas who examined the wounds in, in Jesus's side and uh, said he wouldn't believe unless he saw it for himself and then when he did see it for himself what did he say he said oh behold my Lord and my God that's a first-century Jew exclaiming that he's looking at God himself okay that doesn't happen that that's Extreme that doesn't happen, and that's what what Thomas did. Okay, so these are people who fucking realized that they had been in the presence of God Himself. God came down in the presence of Jesus and showed Himself, and then died, and then came back to life to to prove it. Okay, so that. That was God. That's beautiful. And it's not provable, but that's what happened. Okay? So when people operate directly against those things, you know, they claim to be Christians and then they don't operate like Christians. It, it drives me crazy because I wanted to be a Christian who who does who isn't a hypocrite. I think it's impossible to not be a hypocrite when you're a Christian. However, it is possible for a person to simply uh, sign up for this belief system and do the best that they can. Like the thief on the cross. You've got a few minutes of your life left. 
those minutes are directed towards Christ and uh, his kingdom. And uh, you got a few hours left when the people, uh, you know, uh, frankly, the only, the only hint of that is people, you know, in the Bible, when uh, believers got all scattered and they met in the upper room, and what the fuck are we going to do? There's only a few hours left for us. And then Jesus showed up. Okay? That's the difference. Between you got a few hours left and there ain't no hope and we're fucked. And you got a few hours left and Jesus shows up and walks through the walls and says, uh, he turns from the dead and proves that he's God. You go, holy fuck, this is a totally different situation than I ever thought this was. Okay? And that's what the disciples did at that point. Every last one of them, they just boldly went out and preached the word and, and said, you know, holy shit, this guy came back from the fucking dead. Okay? Yeah, the resurrection is kind of, it's a little too powerful, because the moment you start talking about it, it's not undeniable. It's, it's just strong. There's strong evidence there. What's undeniable is you can't deny that Jesus died. You can't deny that why he died. He died for words. That's what's deniable. Oh, it's undeniable. I just said it was deniable, but it's undeniable. That's history. The deniability stuff is, oh, there's just people who saw him after he died, and you just go, what the fuck? I can't fucking believe that. That's bullshit. No way. And you're listening at that point to people who you, you consider to be bullshit, you know, deluded. The weird thing about their delusion is it's just so fucking coherent. And people with that kind of a coherent delusion, they're not fucking deluded, dude. Okay, um... There's not much left on my um, my battery here, and I'm recording across my cell phone. But what I've been observing is uh, I'm in this uh, mini mini mall uh, on uh, uh, Yerba Buena, and um, 
San Felipe, and mostly wealthy people. And what I'm noticing is a lot of them, if not all of them, have very, very expressive rims on their tires. Okay, just really, I mean, expressive. And when I bought my first 1974 Ford uh, Maverick, it had those kinds of rims. And then my friend uh, across the street, Neil Buckley, he said, what's with those faggot rims? Okay. And now, geez. Every car, you know, every out of the last, you know, since just since I've been recording, I'm and every car I'm looking at. So I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and uh, I think there's been about eight cars. So eighteen out of eighteen, let's call it twenty out of twenty of the last cars that I have exhibited. And I have been watching this all afternoon or morning. I think that the ratio is much higher than 18 out of 18. I think it's uh, 18 out of, or, you know, I think it's like 49 out of 50, or 40 out of, 48 out of 50, or something like that. I mean, this is the rim thing is how they. How, how they are notifying each other, like bees notify each other or other insects notify each other. It's a pheromone thing. It's how they are, how humans, how people are interacting with each other. Okay. Sometimes they want to, like, the car that just drove by was much more macho. It had uh, the same kind of rims, but it was. It had a, you know, fairing, and, and it had, you know, something to pretend like it was speedy. Oh, my God. Every single one of these cars has these kinds of rims. I never noticed this before. I mean, they're beautiful rims. This is like feathers on a fucking peacock or a car or feathers on a beautiful bird, okay? And they're beautiful cars. Okay, well, shit. All right. In order to operate in a very wealthy uh, environment, you need to have fancy rims. Okay. Every single one of these people, not every single one, but 19 out of 20 of them have fancy rims. This is how you signal to another person that you are wealthy and uh, I mean just in this short time in the last few seconds I've seen five cars pass me by
beamers and all that shit. But, okay, they all had fancy rims. And I didn't know this until now. This is, this is a, to me, it's, this, this is astonishing. Because, you know, they're, right, they're driving really high, high-end cars, most of them. Okay? These are beautiful cars. These are $50,000 cars. I didn't expect $50,000 cars to have the kind of gaudy um, rims that I that I had when I was in 1974 Ford Maverick. I mean, right now, right now, it's passing me as a, a Civic. It has those kind of rims, and they're they're dull. They're dulled. When, when they get dull, it's because, you know, your brake stuff, the brakes are on, your brake fluid is starting to um, get out onto them and it sprays onto them. And it's, it, means, it means you need to replace your brakes. Uh, or just clean your rims. Shit, I'm in the middle of Middle India. I mean, there's a bunch of fucking Indians here, right? They're not interested in promoting Americanism. They're interested in, in promoting their own thing here on America. That's what it's going on. Jeez. Looking at all these rims. I'm, I'm looking at a four-door. What is this? Some kind of it's compact Red. Um, <sighs> car. Uh, wasn't even. Jeez, all these cars. Every single one of them running past me that has these kind of rings. Well, that's a big truck. You would expect those kind of rims on a big truck. Okay, so now there's a van moving back. It's a working van, some kind of uh, thing with ladders on top, and uh, you know, utility van. He doesn't have those kind of rims. He's, he's going to the bur burrito shop, and now there's a BMW passing me by, and it has those kind of rims, and it's shining in blue. There's another car with the same kind of rims. I don't know what that kind of car is. I, I did not know this. That, that the kind of rims that I thought were cool in the 1970s are cool. You know, my friend called them fat ribs. Faggot rims. Huh, wow. Well, you don't have those kind of rims, but you're a Ford Mustang kind of muscle car, and uh, he doesn't have those kind of rims. But the, the 
Prius that followed behind him did have those kind of rims. It's a white Prius. Holy fuck. What the fuck? Okay, I'm looking at rims. BMW passing by, nice car, had the rims. Some kind of SUV passing by has the rims, I don't know, white. Nice SUV, very nice SUV. SUV in the parking lot has the rims. SUV in the parking lot has the rims. Uh, sedan in the parking lot has the rims. Sedan in the parking lot doesn't have the rims, but he looks like he's modified for speed. So, to modify, okay, currently, to be cool, to modify your car for speed means you forget the rims. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Here comes a minivan, SUV, or I don't know what they call it these days. And a sedan with the rims and a minivan, yeah, of course, has the rims. Holy fuck. Oh shit, I lost all of the re the previous recording, I'm not sure whether or not I lost it. Okay, what I noticed today is uh, oh, there's not very much time left, but oh shit, uh, Porsche just drove by with the fancy rims. I'm looking at a SUV with fancy rims. There's another SUV, and and everywhere I look, there are fancy rims. People with fancy rims. Now, the utility cars, like the, the guys who, you know, fix your cable, they don't have fancy rims. And there's, uh, oh, look, the cable van is, is leaving while the SUV with the fancy rims comes across. Okay, cable guy doesn't have fancy rims. The cable guys are moving. They just had their lunch at the burrito shop. And, uh... They came into fancy rim territory. I had no idea that fancy rims were the signal. This is this is fascinating because I had fancy rim. Oh shit! A white BMW SUV with fancy rims and mag tires crossing. I'm in the middle of a very wealthy territory. Here comes a Toyota with fancy rims. It's a, it's a Toyota, Toyota Blue. Nothing fancy. I mean, but they got the fancy rims. So, in order to operate here, in order to. Okay, here comes a, a, a black truck. Very shiny, fancy rims. In order to. Wow, and he's got a second. Uh, the second stage where you can have people in the back. There's a sedan, four door, gray, fancy rims, more like a limo, and a white 
BMW SUV. Fancy rims. Okay. Look. 19 out of the 20 cars that passed me. Okay. Fancy rims. And very... Uh, oh shit. That one was sporty. This one is uh, economy and it's got fancy rims. Okay. I think I have identified a certain cultural display factor. And that is fancy rims. When I was when I drove my 1974 Ford Maverick first car, it had uh, it had mag wheels and fancy rims. And look, I bought it for eight hundred dollars. I thought it was a good deal, and my friend sold it to me, and. Uh, I ruined it. I, I never cared about the fancy rims. Frankly, I would have preferred non oh, a BMW SUV just passed me by with, you guessed it, fancy rims. Oh, where am I right now? I'm, uh, where am I? I'm at, I'm at San Felipe and, uh, okay. The car is driving a, a, a truck in. Truck, SUV, what are you, a big truck? SUV, fancy rooms on the front and not on the back. Right now, there's a couple of uh, people with, you know, they've got the Asian head covering and uh, Asian complexion. And frankly, I think they're from India and you know, they're spraying a chair because they're so afraid of COVID virus and there comes a diesel truck passing through and that diesel truck has that back window denoting that it's a four, four uh, chair diesel. So now there's somebody wiping down the chair that this woman who insists on this uh, this kind of stuff, and uh, just frankly a bitch from another fucking culture comes here to tell Americans what to fucking do. That's what that bitch is doing. I said that loud enough so that she could hear it, and she'll sit down on the chair that was spread by somebody. I'm in the, in the middle of some kind of culture central thing going on, and I don't like it. I don't like all these rims. Look, 
if you're gonna raise me in a fucking culture, don't raise me where I, you know. Oh wow, we're part of this fucking high-end culture, and you know, don't give me the fucking rims. Okay, give me the fucking rims to be part of the fucking culture. I was raised where you know, oh, we're part of that culture, but you know, you don't get to have your fucking rims. Right now, a white BMW SUV riding past me. Okay? That's the culture I was raised in. I don't care about the culture that I was raised in for them to try to, uh, you know, attain. If you don't give me the fucking products to attain it. The, the tools. If you're not going to fucking train me, then fuck you. That's my fucking parents. That's my dad, especially. My mom was raised that way. She never had much to say about moving forward. She just wanted to love us. the father's duty to train us for moving forward, for what he sees is coming ahead. And what he saw coming ahead was you guys are fucked. So I'm getting the fuck out of here and I'm going to have my fucking yogurt and do my fucking thing. Uh, well, I'm not going to even bother telling you how much you're fucked. Okay? That's where I'm at. Okay, I clicked on plus and I clicked on stop here to start recording. It's 9 p.m. Uh, October, what, 20 something, 23rd, 24th. A lot has happened and I've been arrested because of uh, resisting arrest and the, the bicycle that was parked in, you know, in front of a car that I was confronting, you know, they drove over that bicycle, and so I'm, uh, I am being charged with uh, vandalism because that bicycle caused damage to that car, and yes, I was drunk at the time, so I'm being charged with drunk in public, so complete bullshit, alright, I have video evidence of what happened at the time, I uh, was accosted by some woman who claimed to be with me the night before and that was total bullshit you know i know i know i don't spend nights with women that i don't know and uh so i pulled out my recording as soon as i pulled out my phone to record her she stopped talking and uh so i was pretty upset and i was like you know you know, to hell with you, but fuck you with that kind of shit. And I'm going to get, you know, and then she turned around and looked at a white car and, and uh, I shrugged her shoulders like, what do I do? And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to go and get the license plate of that car. I walked over to the car, put my bicycle in front of it and started telling, hey, fuck you guys, you know, the hell with you get out here, I can identify with them, you know, I can identify them if I get them on recording, I, it was obvious I was recording, 
and uh, they didn't come out. They drove off with my bicycle under their, you know, carriage, under their 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 front bumper. But in the meantime, you know, when that woman, when I was approaching that car, two men came out of that car and then rapidly rushed okay just two white men um skinny and fast and they they ran out of this car this white car this white you know sedan they, they ran to the uh, ups truck after you know just one car behind them and they said uh one of them's on the right i think he said what do we do now? And then just immediately they ran back to their car, got into their car and closed the door. And by that time I was on top of the car and I was, you know, saying, you know, vicious things like, you know, fuck you, get out of the car, banging on the car, you know, and I wanted to get them on video. And, um, instead of getting out of the car and getting on video and identifying themselves and, uh, you know, resolving the situation they drove off with my bicycle under their their carriage and uh very nearly ran me over i think i entered my my right elbow when when uh when their car hit my right elbow and so i i didn't know what to do and then someone some woman came right up to me and said oh i saw the whole thing and you know you want me to, should I call 911? Whatever. And so they called 911 and I investigated what was going on with the UPS truck because I thought they were involved because those two guys ran back to the UPS truck and the UPS guy was gone. I thought it was a fake UPS truck of some sort. I couldn't prove it. I didn't have any video evidence. It was completely locked up. I didn't know what to do. The police arrived. And I didn't like how they treated me because I was the victim of the crying. Yes, I was pretty drunk. And uh, the guy charged me without any notice, without telling me I was under arrest. I could just, you know, present my arms and cuff myself or whatever. No, no chance to present that I was not going to resist arrest. And he, he charged me and, 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 and I'm I'm being charged now with and I was arrested for resisting arrest. Yes, I was drunk, and and it wasn't public, but I was the victim. And they're charging me with vandalism because the 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 bicycle that they drove off underneath their car vandalized their car. Okay, that's that's the charge. This is unreal i don't know what i don't know what to do about it i don't know what to say i don't know what i don't know how to proceed um yes i have been drinking and uh, this is a little bit of a drunk log but that is what happened and i have video evidence of it the problem is when i thought i was recording the people ahead of me i hit the wrong button and I recorded my face, the reverse, you know, the, 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 
camera that that's pointing at me instead of at them. And so the whole episode is recorded with the camera pointed at me and it's, it's this is ugly and it doesn't look good and it's it doesn't it's not right. But that's that's where I did record it and it's ugly and it makes me look bad. However, that was what happened at that time. So I did get their license number. I did get the woman's partial, I don't know, description who came down and said she saw the whole thing. And I got a partial description of the man who was watching it from his porch. Okay. So the man watching it from his porch was much more of a person uninvolved than a woman coming forward saying she watched the whole thing because she could easily be part of the scam. However, I have no idea at this point in time. I have been arrested and released, and that's the way things are right now. Uh, this is, this is, I've never been in this situation. I've never heard of anyone in this kind of situation. And this is, as far as I can tell, what I did was I broke up a double play, a baseball double play. You got to be aggressive going after the second baseman and then you break up the, the second guy. Okay. The, the first person that approached me on this scam was some kind of, you know, hired female, I don't know, prostitute or something. She was female. She was um, blonde. She was late forties, unattractive. And I, I, I wasn't interested. And she, she immediately said, I was with you last night. Yeah, bullshit. I wasn't even here last night. The hell with that. So I pulled out my, my recording. You know, I was trying to record my, with my cell phone. And I pointed at her, and then she turned around and looked at the white car, and she shrugged her shoulders, and you know, just she didn't say anything. Okay, that was pretty bright of her part, but her body language said everything. So I approached the car, and I said, "Hey, who are you guys? Let me get your your license number. Get the fuck out of the car." And uh, instead of getting out of the car and just saying, we're just you know normal people minding our own business, they drove off with my bicycle under their car. Okay? That, that's what happened. And that's what's on video. The problem is, I didn't record them, I recorded my own face, and because that's the way things record on, you know, my, my stupid phone. Okay, and there's two cameras, and you click on one, you click on the other, whatever, when you're under stress, you hit the wrong button. And I'm, the whole time I was recording my own reactions to everything, it was complete bullshit. That was, but, that was, that's the way I think, that's what happened. Okay. That was my own reactions. You know, some woman came down, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Okay. That's what happened. It was pointed at me. It wasn't pointed at them. I fucked up. I get it. But that, 
you can use the information even still because if you if you run the story long enough and across enough with these assholes you're gonna find out that they they're either under hire from Thomas Matthew or they were running some kind of scam it doesn't add up with their story my story adds up I was just on my way home I yes I drank uh, okay I get it. I drank mine on my way home, minding my own business. Some woman accosts me, and I say, ah, bullshit. And I start recording, and I recorded the wrong direction. And then you can see the whole fucking incident from, you know, the wrong direction. But the whole incident did happen. Okay. It wasn't invented. It it really did happen, and then you know, other people saw it, and then I got arrested because I'm the victim, you know, uh, and I was upset, and you know, I was telling the cop, you know, what are you telling? Why are you keying up on me? I'm the victim, and then he didn't like that, and he arrested me for resisting arrest. Yes, I was drunk, but none of that bullshit would have ever happened. There's no... No prior cause. There's no, there is no cause to even look into whatever, what it was I was doing, I was going home. Okay? There's, there is just nothing... There is no, there there is no reason to look into my behavior. Anyways, that's what happened. Okay, so I spent. Okay, I got arrested. I made sure that the, you know, the cop, you know, read me my rights. I, I was convinced that he had not finished reading me my rights. So we went through the whole reading me my rights. And then, and then no, I did not want to talk about it. I wanted to talk to my lawyer. And so they shipped me off to the, you know, to the jail. And so now I get to talk to some fucking lawyer. And this this ain't gonna go well for me. I know it. I understand that because I I can only afford cheap lawyers. And my that my nemesis, whoever you know, this guy that claims to be a Christian, you know, he can afford expensive lawyers who can hire hookers and investigative teams that have a UPS truck and uh, that you know overfunded team that I'm going to need to okay you can, uh, you can afford that stuff I can't alright